The Non-Man by J.P. Leck. Oh, I'm very sorry. I almost knocked you right over. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Are you going in here? I am. Well, let me get the door for you. It's the least I could do. Thanks. It's nice to see there's at least one gentleman left in the world. <laughs> Just one. The last gentleman. Hi, welcome to Cafe Quincy. What can I get started for you? Actually, I'm looking for... Wait, do I know you? No, I don't think so. Sorry. You just seem very familiar. One of those faces. So what would you like? Is Emily working today? She's in the back. I think she's just getting off. You want me to grab her before she leaves? If you could please just give her this note. I'll be sitting over there. Yeah, uh, sure thing. Emily? Yeah. Who are you? I sent you a couple of messages this week. I'm Margot Fletcher. You? Really, lady? Now you're showing up at my job? How do you even know I worked here? Keep your voice down, please. Sit with me for a moment. It's very important. I really shouldn't. This is some serious stranger danger. But at least you look like who you claim to be. Not the middle-aged creepist I assumed you were. Yes, I'm very sorry about the way I had to contact you, out of the blue like that. And it is understandable that you distrust me, but it's urgent that I speak with you. Urgent. Right. Your messages said I could be in some kind of trouble. Yes, and I meant it. Let me see yours. What? Before I sit down. Your photo. You said you had one too. Oh, of course. There it is. I took it through a window, so there's a bit of a glare. Yep, that's him. Here's mine. Oh, yours is much better. You must have been close to him. I heard you on the radio last Halloween talking about that photo. Yeah, I figured. You said you took it downtown while playing a game. The non-man. That's what you and your friends have been calling him? What about it? Has anyone else gotten a photo of him recently? I doubt it. We stopped playing the game. Because it got too dangerous? No. Finals. Graduation is next month. Right. Well, whatever the reason, it's best that you stopped. Why? You know the non-man is real. That's why we're talking. But you don't know how dangerous he really is, because you don't know his story. And you do? As much as anyone. Okay, I'm curious. The earliest record of him that I could find was actually published here locally by an archivist who found a few old letters from World War II. They were written by an American soldier fighting in Bavaria. He and his regiment were staying in an old castle, what the Nazis had been using as a relay station. What's that? In order to communicate across continents, back in the day you needed something called a radio relay. Essentially, it was a substation that would intercept, then rebroadcast messages to get them to where they were going. The castle was used because of its height. They were able to get a good signal by attaching antennas to its towers. Gotcha. Now. While there, the soldiers encountered a little girl and assumed she was one of the local villagers. But it was the non-man doing his thing. 
Exactly, and the soldiers figured it out, realizing that he was broadcasting his thoughts just like the relay station. That's how it works? Yes. He sends out mind waves or whatever, and it tricks everyone around him into seeing and hearing him however he wants. That's what happened to you the day you spotted him on the street. But the photos show him for real. His power is mental, and only works mentally. So he can only fool people, not cameras? Right. He cannot alter how a device sees him, or hears him. So that's how the soldiers figured out his secret? By using the Nazi radio station? Yes, and the one who wrote the letters, a man named Howard Tetrick, was actually responsible for killing the non-man's mate. Whoa, hang on. There's a non-woman? There was. Tetrick and the other soldiers were trying to trap and kill the creature, but got his mate instead. They were called away shortly later. And, consumed with rage, the non-man spent more than half a century trying to find Tetrick. Did he? Almost. Weeks before the non-man finally caught up to him, Howard Tetrick then 83, died of natural causes. So, where did you... I'm a realtor. A while back I was showing a house to a young couple when this little girl showed up in the front yard. It was Tetrick's house. The non-man came there to kill him, but found you instead. Myself and a couple of clients, Brian and Caitlin Polydor. So what happened? Having missed his chance at revenge, the creature went into a rage and tried to kill us. But before the non-man arrived, the Polydors and I had found a secret room in which Tetrick had kept a couple of souvenirs from that Bavarian castle. A helmet and a sword. There was also this weird book. Was it from the castle too? The book? No, no. It was old, but not that old. Not sure where he got it or why he thought it was important enough to hide. Maybe the book was about the non-man? Maybe. I don't know. You hid in the secret room. Did he find you? He did, but Brian stabbed him with the sword and we ran. He chased us, and once downstairs, I lured him to the spot in the front room where the floor had begun to rot. As big and heavy as he is, the non-man fell through, and we took off. Well, stranger danger, that's quite a story. It's not over. I called the police on my way home that day. Found out later that a deputy was killed when he went out to the old house. And he wasn't the last. I've been tracking other mysterious murders since then. I believe that at least a couple are the non-man's doing. Anyone who gets too close or gets in his way dies. And the same goes for anyone who sees him for what he really is. Like me? And me. That night on the radio, you said the non-man was just wandering around downtown like he was looking for someone. And you're that someone? Me and the Polydors, yes. That thing carries an eternal grudge. He pursued Tetrick for decades. If you've wronged him in some way, the non-man will hunt you down, no matter how long it takes. That seems to be all the creature has left to do with his life, now that he's alone and probably the last of his kind. So, it's immortal, or what? Maybe. It's certainly ancient. When Tetrick encountered him back in Bavaria, he recorded that the non-man and his mate were spoken of in local folklore that went back centuries. Like something from the Grimm fairy tales? Yeah, kinda. You said Tetrick and his men killed the other one, the mate. How? They set up a trap, which is what we're going to do. Slow down there. I'm a barista and you're a realtor. We're not exactly battle-hardened soldiers. How are we supposed to kill a monster? And why come to me and not the poly whoever's? I tried, but they won't help me. They're busy with something. Something more important than this, apparently. But I don't see how. And I came to you, Emily, because you know he's real and... And because if he knows you went on the radio talking about him, the non-man will be coming for you next. 
Right. I'm sick of living in constant fear, of looking over my shoulder wherever I go. I want this to end. If not for ourselves, let's stop him for all the others he'll kill if we don't. So what's your plan? Your shift is over, right? Yeah. Take a walk with me. Where did you see him exactly? A few blocks from here. Was on my way home from work when I decided to try the game. Thought so. Is that important? Yes. Why'd you stop? We're here. We're where? It's an old auto shop. Hasn't been used in years. Oh, I can tell. This way. The door around the side is open. I'm not going in there. It's probably a crack den. I checked the place out a few days ago. It's safe. Super. Watch your step. Whoa, what's with the hole in the floor? It's a garage pit. Mechanics would stand down there with the car parked overhead. That's how they worked on them. Well, I thought they all used those lift thingies. Most do nowadays. I guess cars were a lot heavier or something. Like that big old jalopy back there? Probably belonged to a customer who never came back for it. I can see why. And when the place closed, it was just left there. Doesn't start and the tires are flat, but it'll do the trick. For what? Isn't it obvious? Um, no. You stand here and I wander the streets. If the non-man is around, he'll come after me. I'll lead him back here where you'll be ready with the car. Once he's in the pit, you'll put the car in neutral, roll it over top, trapping him. He's too big to squeeze out, especially with the tires flat, but that'll leave us enough space to get to him. Get to him with what? With my doomsayer. Whoa, easy with that thing, Dirty Harriet. Why not just shoot him out on the street? He won't go easily. No, we need to keep the non-man in one place long enough to kill him. It's going to take a lot. I even brought extra bullets. Slow down, Margo. How are you going to get him in the pit without going in yourself? Here, hold these. This old tarp here is large enough to cover the hole. It'll be hard to see in the dark. Once I bait him back here, I'll position myself over here so that when he comes in, he'll be at the other end of the pit. He'll step forward towards me and down he'll go. Then I'll give you the cue to pull the car over him. I really don't think- Trust me, Emily. I've done this before. It worked once, it'll work again. Okay, here. Take your armory back. No, you hang on to them. Won't be of any use until I get back here anyway. Just put them in your purse for now. Fine. Wait, when were you thinking we'd try this? I figured we'd start tonight. It may take a few days, depending on when I can cross paths with him. Tonight? I'm not even sure I want to do this. In fact, I'm sure that I don't. Let me have your phone. I'll put my number in it so we can stay in touch. I, uh... Good. You're at 80%. We'll need a lot of battery to get through the night. Margo! I charged mine before I came to the coffee shop. I'll have the camera going the whole time, using it to scan people as I walk around. Margo! Maybe I'll keep you on the line with me so that as soon as I find him, you'll know too. And get ready. Could I have my phone back? Oh, yeah, here. Thanks. Also, I'm not doing this. What is it? You want money or something? I can find an ATM. I don't want your money, Margo. This is just completely insane! I know it is, but there's no one else I can go to. You at least know he's real, Emily. Anyone else would think I'm bonkers. 
I know I'm asking a lot, but this is as much for me as it is for you. Stop with that. He probably didn't even hear me on the radio. Besides, that's nothing compared to stabbing him or tricking him into falling through a floor. You're the one in danger, not me. You're probably right. I understand if you want to go. I won't bother you again. Okay, bye. Fine, go. I'll do it alone. Emily, wait! The gun! I need the gun! <sighs> Excuse me, sir. Did you see a young woman come this way? Oh, it's you. I saw you outside the coffee shop earlier. You held the door for me. No. Where's my phone? There. It's you. <gasps> here! I'm here! Come on! I'm right here! Come get me! Where are you? Behind you. <gasps> oh! Fine. You won. Get on with it. I'm not going to kill you, woman. But nor will I allow you to warn your friends that I am coming. My friends? The Polydors? You don't know where they are. Oh, but I do. And by the time you escape here, I will have unmade them. Farewell. No! Get back here! Hey! Help! Help! Anyone? Emily? Where are you? I'm here. Thank God! Come and get me out of here! Okay, hang on. You can do it. Keep going. That's far enough. I can get out now. Thank you for coming back. I'm sorry. I understand why you left. No, I'm sorry for hiding. I was coming back when I heard the thing in here talking. But I just froze. I couldn't do anything until it left. That's okay. Come on now. My phone. I dropped it out here. Do you see it? Is that it? It's crushed. He must have stepped on it. It's okay. We can use my phone to call the police. No, it's not that. I had the Polydor's number in mine. I need to call them, to warn them. He knows where they are and is going to kill them. In that case, I'm calling the police right now. No, they won't believe us anyway. And even if they do, they won't get there in time. So what do we do? I know where they live. You do? Yeah, I sold them on an old colonial over on Granger Avenue about a year after showing them the Tetrick place. And I never forget a house. Do you have a car back at the coffee shop? No, I took the bus. I took the metro. Taxi? That'll take too long. Granger isn't far. If we run, we might be able to beat him there. Okay, let's go.
There. It's all dark inside. Must be sleeping. Come on. Locked? Yeah. Hmm, where are you? What are you looking for? This. Emily, when you become a homeowner someday, never use these fake rocks to hide your spare keys. As a realtor, I can tell you they're too easy to spot. I'll remember that. Caitlin? Brian? Is anyone home? There's no one here. Where are they? Their car's in the driveway. Madeline and Margaret. Huh? The food dishes, over there on the floor. One says Madeline, and the other, Margaret. Right. They had dogs. They're out walking the dogs. We'll wait here until they come home. It shouldn't be long. Then we can all get out of here. Before that thing shows up, hopefully. <sighs> right. Uh, Margot? Polydors, what have you been up to? What is all this? It's one of those conspiracy theory walls. Photos, news articles, a couple thousand sticky notes. They even have string connecting everything. What are they looking for? No idea, but I don't think they're working alone. Looks like they have help. Margot? That's the book we found at the Tetric House. They took it. That's what they're researching. According to this, the book was sent to Tetric for safekeeping. There's another one over there. I've never seen that book before, but I may know where it came from. Where? The Benton House. How do you know? Doesn't matter. So this is what was more important than helping me hunt the non-man. What are you guys up to? Oh, and there's the sword I told you about, the one Brian used yes, to- Yes, I remember. It still hurts. What? Your second mistake of the evening. No. I have been searching for you and the others. Imagine my delight when it was you who found me. I nearly killed you on the street both times I met you, woman. But then I realized that with the proper ruse, you would take me to your friends. I led you to the Polydors. What have I done? Where is Emily? Did you- I followed the pair of you to that building, listening in on your plan from outside. When she left, taking your weapon with her, I watched her go then simply assumed her form. Thus began a plan of my own. So now you'll kill me and just wait for the Polydors to come home, killing them too? You'll probably even kill their dogs. What about after that? Once you've settled all your scores, then what? That's what I thought. You want to know the difference between you and us mortals? Purpose. And you haven't got one. What is even the point of you? Be still. Everlasting life and nothing to do with it. You're in your own hell. And you're here alone. Yeah, I know you had a mate once. The pair of you were going to go walking hand in hand into eternity. But now you have to go it alone. Silence. Do you even remember what she looked like? Been a long time now. You probably don't. <laughs> 
This has been The Non-Man by J.P. Leck. The voice of Margot was provided by Stephanie Dumas. The voice of Emily was provided by Lisha Taylor. The voice of the barista was provided by Julia Leslie. The voice of The Last Gentleman was provided by David Dumas. The voice of Violet was provided by Mindy Wesson. The voice of Kadera was provided by Timothy Renshaw. And the non-man's child persona was voiced by Liberty Luck. All rights reserved. For other audio plays, short films, short stories, comic books, and novels by J.P. Leck, visit EndlessElsewhere.com. Thank you for coming, um... Violet. Violet. Mm-hmm. We can speak freely in here. None of the mics are on, and the booth is soundproof. Fine, but you start. I didn't know who Rex had chosen to be the next book bearer. He must have passed on shortly after choosing you and didn't get a chance to tell me. Or he kept it to himself on purpose. When you called into the show, that was the first I knew of it. When you cut me off, you mean? Like you did Ryan when he called your show? I could have cut you both off much sooner. You must realize that. I let you get as much out as you needed before disconnecting. I'm on your side, believe me. But I can't let it seem so. Why? Because it is more than just the local kooks that are listening to my show. Who else? People far more dangerous than any of the monsters that you and my brother have put down. Rex and I became aware of them over the years. They keep a sleeper cell here in town, which I believe has been recently activated. How do you know? Been getting an increase of calls to the show about mysterious men watching the city, asking a lot of questions, things like that. They're up to something. Who are they? You read the book Rex gave you? Of course. In it, the author spoke of a powerful secret organization. Right, the Illuminati people. So they've taken an interest in Circle City? Why? The answer may have come shortly after your call to the show, actually, last Halloween. Did you keep listening that night? You mean the shopkeeper's story about the water tower? Rex always thought there was something wrong with this place. It's why we moved out here back in the 70s and why I joined him when I came home from the war. I got into radio around that time and used my show to keep tabs on all the weird stuff that went on here. So the signal thing the shopkeeper talked about is real? There's actually something coming here from outer space? Seems to be. I certainly won't be here to see it, however. Not sure I'll be here to see next year. What does that mean? I'm an old man, Violent. I'm not much younger than Rex was when he died. Can't keep up the good fight too much longer. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak and all that. I've already told the station that I'm retiring. I'll announce it on my next show. I see. I'm the old guard. You're the new guard. But even you will have to pass the torch along at some point. Remember that. The book, you mean? I've already given it away. Don't worry. It went to good people. You don't have it? I had to get rid of it. Why? Ryan was taken by something nasty. A lot of them, actually. I had killed one before then, and its blood got on the book. Found out they can smell the blood of their own from very far away. So, I can't exactly sneak up on them if they smell me coming. Ryan is missing, and you've been searching for him, of course. That explains it. What? You've been distracted, Violet, and shirking your responsibilities. There's one thing in particular that's been allowed to go unchecked. He is responsible for many deaths around town. Three just last week. He almost got a high school girl, too, but she escaped, thankfully. Emily is her name. You may have heard her on the show. She called in the same night you did. The kid that was taking pictures with her phone? Of the creature that could trick your eyes or whatever? 
They've been calling him the non-man. You must stop your search for Ryan and deal with this problem before anyone else dies. I will. Glad to hear it. Now get to it, Violet. Oh, I'm not going yet. It's my turn. I have questions. A lot, actually. For instance? The book bearer that preceded Rex, Lainey, she called herself in his recording, she guarded her identity closely, as have I. I haven't even said my last name aloud in years. The author of the book never gave his real name either, and even you use a pseudonym on the air. But your brother put his name on his house. I remember seeing a sign out front. I have to know. Why? Yes, that. Rex had a different approach. He preferred to hide in plain sight. In all the antiques, his house was a museum. He actually bought it that way. The estate and all its furnishings are to remain together per the wishes of the original owner. After my brother's passing, I sold it as such. Except for all of his trophies down in the cellar. I removed those, of course. I couldn't let anyone else see evidence of our work. Even still, one woman did. Who? The realtor who was to sell the house, Margot Fletcher, who is now dead, actually. Another victim of the non-man. A couple of clients of hers were killed, too. Brian and Caitlin Polydor. Polydor? I sent the book to them. Before he vanished, Ryan said they had another book like mine, that they were researching them. I still have the address. I can try to get the book back. Maybe both of them. No, the police will still have the crime scene locked down. We can only hope the manuscripts fell into trustworthy hands. Besides, you have more urgent business to attend to. Right, the non-man. Consider him non-alive. Oh, Violet? Yes? When I do eventually join Rex in the cemetery, don't let anything dig me up, okay? I'll do my best. <laughs> 